This is a performance fitness podcast. Where jazz hands meet burpees. Pirouettes meet push-ups. And tap springs meet tuck jumps. Talking all things fitness and performing. Celebrating those taking a split leap into both industries. And discussing the challenges we face in both our performing and fitness journeys. My name's Amber Walton. And I'm Tom Strang. Let's start the conversation. Hello, everybody, and welcome to our next episode of the Performers Fitness Podcast. Tom and I are here with a very special guest today. Yes, we're joined by a Performers Fitness Podcast fan, Susie Millen. We're so excited. How are you doing, Susie? I'm really good, thank you. I'm really good. Really excited to be here and chat with you guys. Yeah. So Susie got in contact with us from. I pestered you. Yeah. No, <laughs> I we didn't. We, <laughs> we were so happy that you got in contact. So absolutely. Um, you got in contact after listening to your friend Natalie Locke's podcast. Which, if you've not listened to everyone, listen yes, to go it and have a listen. Um, because it um, focuses all about uh, vocal health, and Susie is an expert. But before we get into all of that, Susie. Who are you? Where do you come from? Where are you now? It's Where like are blind date. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let us know. Let us know. So hi, my name's Susie. Um, and I'm a vocal coach for fitness instructors. So I'm so my my training is specific to, to fitness instructors. Um, as it's something that, that I've noticed that there isn't out there. There's not you know, there's no no one for us to go to as fitness instructors to help with our voice. You know, singers have got singing teachers to go to. Actors have got acting teachers to go to, but that's actually doesn't really exist. Vocal help for fitness instructors. So that's 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 the reason I've contacted you today um, to spread the word about vocal health and to give you guys some tips on how to be ready, um, how to be vocally ready for when the gyms open again. Um, but I guess I guess shall I park that for now? And is this the part yeah, where I talk about yeah, just, my performance career? Yeah, I know because that's what's so <laughs> great. Because of course, Susie is a performing background, like everyone. Yeah. In the everyone that, that resonates yeah. with our performing fitness podcast as well. Like, why yeah, why did this podcast resonate to you, Susie? Like, what's your background in the performing performing industry? So yeah, I mean, I I I just have to say this is a great platform, given the fact <laughs> that you know we're all going through. We're going through. So and and it, it is a great transition, isn't it, from from dancing to fitness? And that that's me. How that's me. I'm, you know, that was me. You know, seven years ago when I transitioned into fitness. But my my dance career started. Um, well, I started when I was five. I did gymnastics when I was five, um, back in Oxford, where I'm from, <laughs> and um, and I moved very quickly onto ballet when I was seven, and I did a lot of ballet. It was you know lots and lots of ballet, and I also did a bit of tap. I did a bit of modern. I don't know if that still exists. Modern <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> it was so long ago, um, and quite a bit of jazz and some acro. Um, and, and, you know, growing up in Oxford, every, every moment was dance, yeah. you know, outside of school or the weekends. Um, and I was, I was quite strongly focused on just getting through my exams, RAD, did a lot of RAD, mm-hmm. the syllabus and ISTD. Yeah. Um, and, um, and yeah, when I was 18, I went to dance college. I went to London Studio Centre, yeah. which Sorry. was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was, it was such a great experience. I did three years there. Um, and it, this is gonna sound really cheesy, but it really made me. It really yeah. did make me, you know. Um, uh, and um, I did again. I did a lot of ballet there. I actually auditioned mm. for the ballet course. Oh. Um, but they saw something different in me. They they wanted me to go to go more into the musical theatre side. And, and my mum and I at the time were like, "What?" But it's been all about ballet all this time. Um, and they they you know they suggested that I did the musical theatre course, and I'm so glad they suggested that. 
um because you know i i i was i was then open to other yeah. forms of dance like hip-hop and commercial and all the rest of it which was so great yeah um and um so i did a i studied a lot of ballet at, at college for the three years but my last year was uh the jazz company so you, you, you yeah. choose a focus in your yeah. last year and i went to, awesome. to the jazz company which was amazing um and uh yeah and and then after that my my first job was in Portugal. I was dancing in a show. It was a really big show. It was similar to the Cirque du Soleil. It wasn't the Cirque du Soleil, I wish. Wow, um, but it was very awesome. similar. It had lots of gymnastics. It had a fire act. It had an aerial act. Cool. Um, and it had, it had you know, 20 plus dancers. It was a really big show in a casino wow. um, in Portugal. Wow. That was my first role. And um, they made me a line captain as well. So that was a big honour to be, mm-hmm. you know, one of the dance captains. Awesome. For my first job. Yeah. Um, and that was like an eight month gig. And, um, and after that I did cruises, oh, I did yeah. two cruises. Yeah. Um, um, I, I had the pleasure to work with Gary music, which was an American company, um, on NCL, Norwegian oh, cruise cool. line. And that was six months. Of, it was just brilliant. The cast was great. You know, the shows were amazing. Yeah. All of it. Um, the itinerary was amazing. Such a great way to travel, isn't oh, it? Such, such a great way yeah, to travel. Such a you great know, way to you travel. You go, okay, well, I like this country. I will definitely go back yeah. there. Yeah, <laughs> discover it. Yeah, yeah <laughs> exactly. Wake up in a new country. It's brilliant. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Such a great way to travel. Did you find then on, um, on cruises that potentially led you into the sort of fitness side? Did you do any any sort of fitness stuff whilst you were working or not? Yeah, so, so I, I didn't do any teaching of fitness. My fitness journey began a bit later mm-hmm. on. Um, but I actually had my first cycle class um, on the ship. Oh, cool! Oh, yeah, my first experience of cycle was with, with 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 a friend of mine. He's now in the states. He teaches for Fly Flywheel, um, and it, it was it was just really happy. It was a really happy experience. <laughs> you know, I didn't feel I didn't I didn't come away thinking, oh my god, that was really hard. It was just it was just really really fun and really happy, um, which suits me. I mean, you lot. need things like that uh, when you're cruising as well to sort of keep keep yeah. you going, and it does make you feel great having a little bit of bit of something different to do with your day so. absolutely absolutely and obviously the fitness goes hand yeah. in hand with with the dancing so um uh so yeah I did two cruise ships and then um I had a contract uh in India I did Bollywood cool. two months. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. which was just it was incredible it was incredible the, the music the language uh, the food it was just mind-blowing wow so that was really fun and then I moved on to a contract in Macau near Hong Kong amazing um, we oh I worked with um Brian Thomas who used to choreograph the likes of Michael Jackson and Liza Minnelli Liza Minnelli wow. um and it was just it was just amazing working with him yeah. like <laughs> his his choreography was just incredible so we did six months dancing in the casino there in Macau um and then and that, that's that's my my dance career done <laughs> moving on to fitness <laughs> I, I wanted that, that after that contract I wanted to um I wanted to change it up. I think I was ready to change, change, you know, to move away from the dance scene. I'd done 10 years of it by then. Um, and I got talking to a guy in Hong Kong um, who was recruiting for instructors for a cycle studio in, in Hong Kong, a brand new cycle studio called XYZ. And um, I had uh, an interview and an audition and I got the job and we started our training there. We did three months in Hong Kong of, of you know, intense training. Um, I did some Schwinn courses um to, to to get me qualified in, in cycling and um you know that's where I learned everything I learned about music I learned about teaching points I learned about motivation and yeah. all, all of it um and basically the five of us there we were five instructors including um, the owner an amazing lady called Belinda Koo um and we created you know we created this brand we created this community out in Hong Kong 
and it was just an amazing experience I was there for three years Um, and towards my my last year I was um, focusing on teaching other instructors as well so helping assisting with um, improving the other instructors and the audition process and all the rest of it wow so Um, when you went to when you went to Macau did you sort of yeah. Did you ever think that that's how you'd end up staying there for three years? No and... way, no, no, not that's at all. Amazing. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's funny, isn't it, as dancers, because you always, you, you can't really plan ahead, can you? Yeah. You just kind of, you go with the flow and you, you, you know, you just have to grab what, you know, yeah. up for grabs, yeah. you know, depending on auditions or the rest of it. So no, I wasn't thinking ahead. <laughs> wow. Um, and ended up being there for three years doing a complete career like pivot. Wow. Yeah, that's right. Um, but it is a great transition, I think, for, you know, going from from dance to fitness because you've got that, you've got that showmanship, you've got the musicality, you know, um, you've got the fitness, hopefully, <laughs> and um, <laughs> um, so it was a really, a really great transition. And I, you know, I I left Hong Kong with a little piece of my heart in that studio. But, you know, I met so many amazing people. I met my husband in that studio in Hong Kong. Oh, wow. You know, he came to my class. My husband came to my class. He used to ride at the back. <laughs> And um, I called him out one day, called him out one day on, on the microphone in front of everyone before the class started. I was like, Cam, I need you at the front today. Love it. In front of everyone. So he kind of sheeped over to the front row and that's where he stayed. Oh, um, so, yeah, yeah. But that so, just um, goes to show, I certainly like right now when everything's so up in the air, no one really knows. Like one little, one decision yeah. can literally change the totally. rest of your life. And yeah. if the opportunity yeah, comes, you've just got to... Go off, do what's right in that moment, but you just never know what's what's going to come from it, which is a hundred percent. Yeah, I love yeah, that I, performing. Almost was the gateway to it as well. That it all kind of yeah happens, like it lended itself. To yeah, like Absolutely. you would have never have ended up over there probably if you hadn't. That's loved, right. Yeah, been performing as well. It, it was. It was. I was in the right place at the yeah. right time. Like I said, yeah. it was a really smooth transition, and I was. I was very lucky. Yeah, Definitely. I think dancers have to believe in that, don't they? Everything have it. Like we all keep saying it through gritted teeth. Like everything happens <laughs> for a reason. <laughs> no, but, but yeah. then one good thing's yeah. happen. You're like, oh, it does. It happen does. For yeah. A reason. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it is so amazing. <laughs> what? So um. Yeah. Go, go, go on. on. I was, no, I was just gonna. I was gonna. I was gonna mention my my vocal journey yeah, where no, that, yeah, that happened. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So um. So yeah, when, when I was in Hong Kong, I noticed myself and some of my colleagues in Hong Kong, we were in XYZ, in the cycle studio, um, I noticed some of us were having uh, vocal issues and tiredness in the voice. Um, and what I did was I took it upon myself to create a vocal workshop with all the knowledge that I had from singing at college at London Studio Centre. I did a lot of training on the voice um, as a singer. So I took I took all my skills and my knowledge that I had from that and I put together a workshop, a vocal workshop for us and all my, my colleagues at XYZ in Hong Kong and just some warm-ups and, and some tips on, on microphone use and all the rest of it. And um, it was really successful. Like everybody was really grateful and I had lots of positive feedback from, from that one session that I did with everybody. Um, and I actually noticed that, you know, from then on in, I had friends in London that were having time off teaching they were my mm. teaching friends were having time off for vocal rest some of my friends in the states were having time off for vocal rest um and i thought well this is bullshit <laughs> this is this yeah. is not sustainable you know be, you know we, we need our voices and we need you know because when someone hands to you uh, a contract of 15 classes of cycle you know we, we we all thought right well i've got to sleep lots lots i've got to eat lots i've got to look after my knees the last thing any of us thought about was our voice you know and so you know so after a year of working there um we started to notice, you know, issues. And um, one of my friends actually developed nodules 
and um, I took it upon myself to help her. <laughs> um, and I did some training out there with an amazing lady called Amanda Resivo, who is an incredible singing teacher. And she taught me about healthy voices and about non-healthy voices. And she taught me, you know, what exercises are, what exercises are good and safe, um, depending on what's going on in your voice. Um, so that's where my training began. And um, it, yeah, it was from then on in that I realized there was a big gap in the market. There was a big mm. gap in the market for us as fitness instructors, as in who do we go to when we've got vocal issues, you know? Because um, yeah. it's one of those things, if, you, if you're injured, you can still teach, right? But if you don't have a voice, yeah. you can't work, right? You can't work. So I've got some statistics for you guys. Ooh. Go on. I'm Would ready. you like to hear them? Yeah. So these, these are some statistics I discovered about um like how many how many singing teachers there are for singing for singers yeah. compared to how many vocal teachers there are for fitness instructors so i'm not a numbers person by the way so wish me luck okay <laughs> <laughs> so um in 2019 there were 52,000 musicians working in the uk okay and on starnow.co.uk which i'm sure you yeah. guys have heard of starnow yeah. is a big dance and actors platform um there are there are 12,000 registered singers on that platform, 12,000 registered singers, okay. On aotos.org, which is the Association of Teachers of Singing, there are 600 registered singing teachers, okay. So where I'm going with it, this is, for those 12,000 singers mm-hmm. on Star Now, they've got at least 600 yeah. registered singing teachers to go to. So if they've got issues with their voice or whatever it is, and they need some help with their singing, they've got lots of people to go to. Also in 2019, there were 57,000 fitness instructors working in the UK. Can you tell me how many vocal coaches we have to go to to help us with our voices? I'm talking, you know, to go to people who are specific for, you know, for vocal instruction for what we do. Zero. zero. Wow. <laughs> Big fat zero. Well, maybe one. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Me. Wow, that, that is <laughs> and mad. It's bonkers, isn't it? It's bonkers. And I don't actually know of any platform, any fitness platforms that have um education or any qualification on the voice yeah that's that's so true yeah you know we, we learn it's bonkers isn't it because we learn so much about the the body as fitness instructors you know level two level three these programs they're no joke there's so much work mm. right level two exercise to music it's a lot of work but you know there rarely do we talk do we it really yeah. should be yeah, do yeah. We, yeah rarely do we talk about the voice or Cert- how certainly or how in, in a group know. exercise qualification for sure or or like a absolutely a spinning qualification where it's so important yeah i think i think maybe les mills cover a little bit um but but it's it's just one of those things that's just overlooked mm. and i think as dancers we're yes people as fitness instructors we're yes yeah. people aren't we yeah we said, can I teach 12 classes yeah, a week? Sure. Yes, I can. Yeah. Can I teach 22 classes a week? Yeah, I'll do that. You know, there's, it's so hard to say no in mm. this industry. Um, and I think only recently we've, we're starting to see, um, you know, people coming up with, with voice issues or having time off for vocal rest, which, like I said, it's just not sustainable. Um, so... Yeah, certainly it's like self-employed when you don't have the sick pay or things right. like that. You have, yeah. you have to just keep going, don't you? And that's when it gets worse and worse and worse. Yeah, exactly. You know if, so you know if you say no to a class, someone now because maybe they don't have a microphone or they don't right. have the equipment, someone else is going to take it, and that they don't care. Yes. Like they don't yes. value the self-employed instructor. No. Well, I'm saying this as a blanket statement, but a lot of companies don't value the self-employed instructor as much as as much as their own. Um, so it's really hard to stand up, stand up to them. It is, and and I think it's just a matter of being aware of the voice and. Um, 
knowing knowing you know knowing how to support your voice and knowing how to prevent tiredness mm. and how to prevent injury and saying no it's okay to say no it's okay to say no it's okay to have a day off yeah you know <laughs> give your body a break give your voice a break you know give your voice that chill time like you do with your body yeah so saying that <laughs> we're on the 17th of march and we're under a month yes. until until we open, until they open. yes oh my God. can you give us Can't some wait. of your your little tips <laughs> tricks knowledge yes um, please yeah. our listeners should be doing yeah Right, get yourself a pen, paper. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, if you're worried about going back to work, if you're worried about your voice um, going back to work, I've got some tips for you guys, okay? Um, whether it's you, whether you're teaching five classes, 15 classes, 25 million classes a week, if you're worried about your voice being unreliable, um, my first big tip, and this is something I always bang on about, okay? My biggest tip is warming up the voice, okay? Warming up the voice literally takes five to seven minutes and it's super easy to do. And warming up the voice is one of those things where if you warm up your voice, you can rely on your voice. You can rely on it. If you warm up your voice, you can teach more. If you warm up your voice, you can have longevity as a fitness instructor. Tick. Yeah. <laughs> so, so warming up the voice, is, is, it's been a game changer for me and for my fellow instructors for for um or because I, I teach at third space and I'm I'm the master cycle trainer there so I've been very fortunate to to trial all these exercises and workshops on on my instructors at third space and it's been an eye-opener for them as much as it has been for me but warming up the voice if I don't warm up my voice before class I end up regretting it you know especially if I've got doubles um I, if I don't warm up my voice I I, I definitely feel the tiredness mm-hmm. afterwards so, and I'm going to do some warming up with you guys after my tips. I'll do that. I'll park that for now, but I want to share with you guys some warm-ups so you can get ready. Awesome, thank you. Um, shouting. Shouting is a big no-no. Shouting is, is it's one of those things that's just not sustainable. Shouting is actually a lot of effort on your vocal folds. Um, I'm going to give you guys a super fast anatomy lesson. So, just because I want to explain a little bit about shouting and what, what's going on in the vocal folds. So, and, and everyone can try this listening as well. So you can just hold up, hold up four fingers, place them on your throat and swallow. Can you feel something moving up and down? Mm-hmm. Please say yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So that's what's called your larynx. Okay. Your larynx is suspended in your, in your neck. It's made up of cartilage and it's what houses your vocal folds. Okay. And your vocal folds are made up of muscles very intricate muscles but they are muscles okay and when you're when when air hits your vocal folds they vibrate okay they come together in a wave type pattern and they vibrate right um and what's happening when you shout is literally like symbols when you're shouting it's like symbols in an orchestra right like this I'm clapping my hands together for everyone listening it's that's what that's what it's like when you're shouting so it's just not sustainable. It's a lot of effort on your on your vocal folds. So if you can get your hands on a microphone, <laughs> mm. your microphone is your best friend. If you can get yourself a, a microphone, tick. If you're teaching online and your voice feels tired, you know, if you're teaching online classes, buy yourself a microphone. Um, you can go to sounddynamics.co.uk, I think it is. They've got a bunch there. It's such a great investment because, you know, using a microphone will really save your voice. And it's kind of an obvious one. Um, but it's one of those things that, you know, you, you really, um, you don't have to talk any louder on a microphone. The microphone does all the work for you. So try to avoid shouting. Everyone's, everyone's listening like, yeah, that's me. I shout in my class. (laughs) Try to avoid it wherever possible because it's just not sustainable. Um, melody. My third tip is, is melody in the voice. And by melody, I mean, um, the highs and the lows, right? So the light and the shade, 
um, and it means I can speak up here if I want to and I can speak down here if I want to. Um, so it's very much a chatty, conversational um, type, uh, type sound that we're going for. Um, and the quickest way to inject melody into your class um, is in your countdowns. Have you ever, or this might be you, um, heard in a class when someone goes, five, four, three, two, one. <laughs> right, if that's you, <laughs> that's, that's actually quite a lot of effort on your vocal folds. Okay, so try to add a bit more melody in there. So instead, for example, you could try five, four, three, two, one. You guys give it a go. Can you, get, can you count down from five to one with as much melody as you can? So it's like a different note each number. Go on, Amber. She's keen. <laughs> no pressure. So count down from five to one with a different note each five, number. Five, four, three, two, one. <laughs> a true singer there. Lots of melody in your voice. Tom, go for it. Different note each like, number. Yeah, no, I've, it's I'm not about to picture effort. the class in front of me. Like... <laughs> Yeah, to be Five, fair. Five, four, three, two, one. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, using using melody in your voice for, for a countdown like that, for example, it's a lot more engaging, yeah. right? And it's a lot less effort. Maybe not singing it like me, but... <laughs> 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 Definitely going to keep your, to your fair, participants yeah, I engaged. I probably do that sometimes just to keep them interested. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So melody is, is a good one, using melody in the voice, even in your instructions as well. Lots of chatty conversational melody so you can avoid speaking on a monotone voice. Um, tip number four is good times to talk. Um, so so uh, have you ever been to a class where at the beginning of the class the instructor goes, OK, guys, welcome. My name's Susie. This is a hit-based class. I need you to grab yourself a mat, a set of dumbbells. We're going to start with a mobility phase and then we're going to start with 10 seconds on, 10 seconds on. Yeah. And you as the participant is like, what was the first bit again? <laughs> so so my, my tip is good times to talk. Try to avoid speaking too much, like especially on a microphone. Um, you really only need to speak sort of five words at a time and it's actually it's better for your voice. You're going to save your voice if you have gaps in your sentences. So it really is about having gaps in your sentences. And also try to avoid speaking on the lyrics of the music. Again, this is an obvious one. Um, but until I put it to your attention, I was like, oh yeah, because two voices together is a clash, right? Two voices mm-hmm. together is a clash. So try to avoid speaking on the lyrics wherever possible. And my last tip is water. Again, an obvious one, but water in your classes. Are you guys drinking water in your classes? I'm so bad. Not, for, well, not my depends. online classes, certainly not. No. I just say like when when you teach um pre choreographed stuff, I always have a full bottle there, but I'm just so you you just feel like you've got time against you. Mm. And it's yeah. scheduling that in and being like, actually yes. no. I do I, I probably leave it too long until I do take some water because at that point yeah. it's too late because like I, I can feel that I need You're desperate need for water, it. Mm. Whereas it shouldn't get yeah. to that point. Yeah, yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, you yeah. should pre anticipate it. Before I'm always I think, well, at least that's something. I always like have half a bottle of water before class um, and make yeah. sure I do it yeah, afterwards yeah, yeah. and then shower so that I get the steam. Um, sure, sure, but, sure, sure. Yeah. I think, I think like what you said, it, you know, any water is better than no water, yeah. but the, the more you can take, <clears throat> you know, the better. If you can, if you can try and take it in your class, even yeah, better, yeah. because basically the water, obviously the water is not going to get into your, into your larynx. It's not going to go into your lungs because mm. otherwise you would choke. <laughs> we don't want that. Um, but but by having lots of water in your body means you're going to have a hydrated body, which means you're going to have hydrated vocal folds, which is what you want. You want your vocal folds nice and moist. 
so water is good um so yeah so so warming up the voice again is a biggie for me um and like I said, if I don't do it, I end up regretting it. Mm. Would you guys like to trial a little warm up? I'd love to. I'd love to. So, and this is a really great one to start with, especially if you've got morning classes, right? If you've got really early morning classes mm. and you wake up and your hands are puffy and your, ha- your face is puffy and you're like, <laughs> oh my God, I've got to speak to people. So, um, so all, all I need you to do is we're going to make one note. So one breath on one note on a V sound. Okay. And it goes like this. Okay, so it's not about effort. It's not about lots of air. Just a V sound. One note. Go for it. We'll do it together. Are we trying to match pitch? <laughs> no, just, just go with what what feels natural. That's it? Do it one more time, Amber. I can't. I couldn't hear you. Feels breathy. Awesome. Feels breathy. That's okay. <laughs> Breathy's okay. Breathy's okay. So and and so you repeat that for one minute. Right, because the vocal folds are coming together very very mm-hmm. gently. Just getting ready for your ten classes, ten million classes a week. Okay. And then the next progression of that exercise is just playing with a couple more notes. Right. So playing with your range. So it goes a bit more like an engine. Right. So it goes a bit like this. Okay, go for it. <laughs> Tom's on his own. That's it. Yeah. How does that feel? Feels like I haven't done any Feels singing right. for a long time. <laughs> so gentle. out there that like I'd be in my studio before teaching class and sound like an absolute weirdo like doing <laughs> doing Do high school what? musical a... like ma ma <laughs> things like that yeah. so so yeah warming up the voice for speaking voices is, is different to, yeah. to singing you know warming up the voice for, for for speaking or to get you ready for your classes is just about um, making a few sounds it's not about scales it's not about um uh, working with a lot of range because you don't need a lot of range if you were singing then obviously you need to play with scales and, and, and your range um and and it's one of those things where you you just have to find the time to do it if it means getting up five minutes earlier um or or doing it on the train i i found before christmas this was awesome i had my mask on obviously going on the train and i was doing these v exercises in between stations you know jubilee line or the bakerloo line it's noisy as hell and off you go no one's gonna know no one's gonna know um uh, so so it's it's it, again it's just about finding the time to make a change and you know with all, all those tips there it, it you know if, if you're like I said if you're worried about your voice going back to work um it, you don't necessarily have to do all five if you can great tick um but you know even if you pick one even if you just choose to drink more water or if you just choose to start warming up your voice before your early morning classes or start warming up before your voice before your back-to-back classes it's just um, making a change mm. um, before you go back because it, it it might be likely that once you know as we've had this time off for vocal rest which is great having all this time in lockdown to rest our voices as well you might find that when you go back to teaching your 12 million classes a week that your voice starts to creep back to the way it used to be and you might start to feel that tiredness mm-hmm. again so what I'm saying is if you make a change um, it might help prevent your, your voice from becoming tired or, or unreliable in any way what would you say, because I had a couple of thoughts when you were saying about it, would you, 
Are you against caffeine in the morning? No, I'm not against caffeine. No. Yeah, I struggle with that. I think I mean hot drinks are great. I mean caffeine's they say caffeine dries out your voice. I I don't believe that. I think you'd have to have a lot of caffeine to dry out your voice. Yeah, because there are. Yeah, (laughs) I mean I don't drink coffee. I'm one of those weirdos. I don't drink coffee. I'm a tea person. (laughs) Get off our podcast. (laughs) (laughs) You are the weak link. Goodbye. Um, Okay, that's good news. That's good news. What what sort of stuff would you do to? Um, I'm not trying to get you to give all your knowledge away, but to yeah, no, cool it's okay. Down. No, I've got. I'm happy to share. Happy to share. Cool down. Cool down. Yeah. Oh yeah, good question. Okay, so so I'm, I'm going to throw an exercise for you. So um, a great cool down exercise is what's called creaky voice. Okay, um, and hang on a minute, brain. So how this works is imagine um, imagine you've just sat down in your chair after a long day. And you've gone, ha, okay. But you want to add a little bit of creakiness to this. So it goes a little bit more like, ha. So what that does is it kind of helps reset your, your, um, your vocal folds to their normal length. Because obviously after teaching, after speaking, your, your vocal folds have been stretching, okay. Um, and what, what creaky voice does is it kind of helps reset them back to their resting length. Okay, so imagine you've had a long day, you sit in your chair, it's a bit of a funny one, I know, but you just have to let the air kind of um, uh, trail away, so it's not about a lot of air. Do you want to give it a go, Amber? (laughs) Uh, uh, I can't remember how to do it. it. Uh, So it's just, yeah, that's it, creaky voice. That's it, yeah, let it trail off, awesome. Yeah, I'm going to go to Oh, Jason. it feels quite nice, actually. <laughs> it does feel nice, doesn't it? It does feel nice. I think we got told it's that's a, that's vocal a really good fry. One. That's what we got told it. Like the... What, vocal fry? Uh, yeah, yeah, at college. As, as in the same same exercise, different name? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I always... I do try and do that one, actually, because I do find that it just, like... You just feel soft. Yeah, it reset. just releases the stretch yeah. on your vocal folds. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a good one. Um, another one is... Um, well, yeah, just vocal chill time. If you know you've got... If you know you've just taught three classes and you've got another three after lunch, for example, just just having that time out and don't speak, you know, giving your voice that that chill time um, is also a good one. I have another another question. So I I cycle to and from my classes outside. Nice. Do you think doing these exercises whilst outdoors, would that have any sort of impact on the effect of the warm up slash cool down or would it be exactly the same? That's a really good question. I would say... Ooh. I mean, firstly, I would say I don't think it matters if you're doing it outside or inside, as long as it's not freezing cold. Yeah. <laughs> um, as long as you're bringing your vocal folds together for your warm up, as long as your vocal folds are coming together, that might be a bit more challenging if you're yeah. out of breath on the bike while you're cycling. Yeah, that might be a bit more challenging. Um, so I would recommend doing it when, when you're not, there. if you, you know, when you're not breathless. Yeah. Uh, you know, if I mean, I, I've done these, I've done these exercises walking, walking to work. Um, at a slow pace, you know, but I, I wouldn't suggest um, doing them any any as any I'm more cycling uphill, sweating. I love it. <laughs> Do you know what? I love it. We're multitasking, yeah. aren't we? I, I know. Uh, how can we save some time on our warm ups? I get it. I totally get it. But it, but it is. I mean, the, the, you can you can do these exercises while you're setting up for class mm. as well. You know, just 15 minutes before people coming in, um, you can do a, a V like we did or a hum. Mm, mm-hmm. Just well before people are coming in, while you're setting up your music and you're getting your mic on, as well. If you really are pushed for time, um, so amazing. So yeah. 
So where, if oh, oh go on, Tom, you go. I've got I've just these so many questions. Where, <laughs> yeah, no, I know, I know. Ideally, I think it's amazing that you obviously come from that performing background, and I think every performer listening to this should almost be an advocate for pushing mm. vocal health within the industry because I know so many normal muggle <laughs> muggle um, <fitness> instructors. <laughs> just just aren't aware of it and would not know how to do it and to like i'm going to obviously recommend them to mm. listen to this um where where do you hopefully see like the future of vocal health within the industry going like wh- what would you like to do in the future like yeah it's a really good question i think i yeah i think my mission is really to sp- spread the word about vocal health and just being aware of uh, 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 that you you know you can teach more um, and you, you know, cause I think a lot of people would like to teach more, but are not able to because of their voice. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I would, I would love to, to think that, um, um, that all studios have a microphone, um, as I'm aware that some studios don't, and it, it's, that's a, a part of their policy and which, which literally makes my blood boil. Mm-hmm. So going forward, I would love, I would love, you know, vocal health to be so prominent that we have to have microphones, um, to protect our voices and uh, and that you know people are aware of the voice um so that they're warming up so you know and so they're not feeling the strain and not having to have time off for surgery if they have nodules or or, or um or polyps for example so so it really is just you know spreading awareness uh, to prevent injury and to prevent strain and tiredness in your voice yeah it leads me on to so so many thoughts that aren't necessarily related, but I do think like including this sort of thing into qualifications would be yeah. Yeah. such a huge step that forward. Would be a big tip, actually. And not not yes. even just I know we are talking specifically about the voice, but just actually how to get through teaching twenty classes or more a week without yeah. facing the strain or the self employed sort of issues of not being able to teach and I think it would be a huge benefit to these sort of qualifications to, to have I don't know that that's not specifically yeah. related but it's just got, got yeah. me thinking about how there are so many courses out there now that people can just do online exactly that have yeah, that's right that have come in since since the pandemic and yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Don't mention anything. I, th- I, th- I think um do, do you know what when I came back from Hong Kong when I came back to London from Hong Kong, I, I I knew I had to be trained up as a vocal coach. And I was looking online. This was only sort of probably about seven years ago. I was looking online for, for voice courses for fitness instructors. And it doesn't exist. Yeah. It still doesn't. And, um, uh, you know, I, I went to a few that were more sort of singing based. And um, and then it, it t- actually took me a year to find my mentors. It took me a year to find them. Um, and you know, and together with um, a company called the Vocal Process, um, we created all these exercises and workshops to help people. Um, so and you know, so so all my training and all all the all the exercises that I've created that we've created together are specific for fitness mm. instructors. Um, so yeah, if you if you're if you if you know anyone who's got vocal issues or if you if you want to teach more and you're not able to. Um, you know, get in touch yeah, with My Vocal of Fitness. Course. Yeah, do your plan. Um, <laughs> Michael, Michael yeah, Fitness yeah, on Instagram. Fitness. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah um, and I've, I've got some videos on there as well. I've got the video that we, I've got the, 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 um, the warm up that, that we've just done. There's another Hey Ha Ho Who warm up exercise. There's the creaky voice on there. So I'm happy to share. Um, so, uh, and there's tips on, you know, how, how to sound engaging in your classes on there as well. 
and exactly. yeah so if and if anyone else needs any more specific sort of things for them to help them going then obviously send them to you drop That's you right. a message drop you an email things like that yeah yeah send, send me a message if there's um if there's if you're worried about shouting and you don't know how to stop shouting i've got i've got exercises on on how to prevent that i've got an exercise on um how i've got a substitute on on shouting as well so something else that you you can use a, t- a technique you can use especially if you're not using a microphone um that actually cuts through sound and it's safe to do amazing wow. so yeah there's there's lots of tips um and exercises for for you know for yeah. specific you know i run i run one to one one to one sessions as well online um for people who need a bit more specific training as well i was just going to say how like i think it's funny how you said people can teach more and i get i we definitely you can if you've got the tools and that's what you're yeah. pioneering. But it's also because I think I don't necessarily have a full, <laughs> at the moment, one, because of COVID, I wasn't picky with having a set day, two days off in my week. I was literally being like taking mm. classes. So your voice doesn't have necessarily a full 24 hours during the week where you're not teaching. Right. Like my, right. my timetable that I ended up with, it was like all late at night early in the morning like lunch right, like, right, it was right, just yeah. scattered mm, everywhere yeah. and I just wouldn't that's when it almost gets to the point like when the gyms do open up I'm gonna have to really try and be strict myself and be like I need to make sure there's at least a window where I'm not straining my voice on absolutely is that what you yeah. would kind of say or maybe take a yeah. day off every so often and yeah I, I again like I said I know it's hard to say no yeah. but it but it you know, if you're worried about your voice being tired, yes, have a day off, um, give your voice that chill time. And also, like I said, it's, you know, if you know, you've got three classes in the afternoon, um, in between, you know, in between your morning classes and and after lunch, just find somewhere to quiet. Um, and you know, just, just rest your voice. Um, and, and, and invest in a microphone if you, if you can, you know, if you're teaching online or whatever it is, invest in a microphone. Um, and uh and yeah that's all so insightful i'm so yeah yeah, yeah. thank you thank so you much yeah thank you so much it's, it's been so helpful and so interesting and i'm sure so many people will will at least even think just a little bit more now which is amazing and definitely yeah. necessary i know i certainly need to do it so thank you so much for sharing you all your knowledge oh. and your insights thank it's been you. fantastic do you have an ebook? Really, really good to chat with you. I do have yeah, an ebook. Yeah, on. I do have an ebook. Um, so I'd like to offer everyone on this podcast um, a copy of my of my ebook. Um, and what's in there is a whole bunch of videos on warming up your voice. There's the anatomy of the voice in there. Um, there's tips on how to be heard over loud music. Um, and there's tips on how to be more engaging in class. How to sound more engaging on class. So um, I, I guess I have to. Um, um, once we finish the call, um, I'd love to set that up yeah. for everyone to have Perfect. access Thank to you. that. That's amazing. amazing. Um, yeah. For all the listeners, yeah, 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 so they can get a head start. They can get a head start and be ready for when the gyms reopen again, vocally ready. Perfect. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, that's so amazing. Yeah. All right. Right. Well, thank you Ooh. so so much, and Thanks, go guys, go and follow you? Susie on Instagram at myvocalfitness. Yeah, let's come to Thank our game. You. Let's come to our game. Oh, oh, the yeah. game oh, you forgot, oh, Amber. I, I, like, I, like, <laughs> I was like, but so professional with signing off. I know. That way. <laughs> <laughs> the game. Let's do the game. Let's 
do the game. Oh, he's got his book. Tom's got his book ready. Oh, no. <laughs> Go, right, hit me. So this is like a this or that. One's usually performing. Yes. One's fitness. I like this game. Here we go. Here we go. Right. Are you ready? Yes. Right. COVID test or a bleep test? COVID. <laughs> <laughs> Tap springs or tuck jumps? Tap springs. Protein shake or pickups? Protein shake. Spinning or chenets? Oh, spinning. <laughs> tech run or going for a run? Definitely tech run. <laughs> Saddle or paddle? Saddle. Saddle. <laughs> 2020 or 2021? <laughs> oh, that's a good one. 2021. Yeah. Cruise ship yeah. or tricep dip? Oh, cruise ship. Third space <laughs> or third year showcase? <laughs> How good was that? Third I space. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> Vo- oh, vocal rest or personal best? Vocal rest. Jazz hands or burpees? <laughs> what was that, sorry? Jazz hands or burpees? Burpees. Performing or fitness? Ah, oh, three tough. Performing. Oh! oh. Yeah. That's so funny because yeah, Natalie such a major back. element of performing. Yeah, it's such a major element of performing when you're up there in front of all your people, isn't it? If it's 50 people you're teaching or... Yeah, yeah. If, to me in my head, I, I I am still performing up there. Definitely, you are a presenter, you are a performer up there, and and a DJ as well, <laughs> yeah. everyone, yeah. aren't you? What a great <laughs> Love it. Love it. I do, I start. do, I do miss the performing. Definitely, I miss, I miss the dressing up. I miss the makeup. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Um, but in my head, I still get to do it when I'm teaching on the bike. Amazing. Love it. Amazing. Yeah. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you Susie. so much, Susie. Thanks, guys. Yeah. All right. Whether you're listening to this after a final recall currently en route to teach your 7am Pilates class. We want to thank you for choosing to listen to the Performers Fitness Podcast. Please subscribe to stay up to date with all our current episodes and share on your social media to spread the conversation far and wide. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at PerformFitPod. Or feel free to email performfitpod at outlook.com. We'd love to hear what you've got to say. My name's Tom Strang. And I'm Amber Walton. See you next time.